Whenever a real emergency occurs throughout the European Union, 112 is there for you. You are listening to Undercountry Music with Neil Smith. Digging under the surface, finding the underground country music, news, and interviews, and bringing them to you. Yee-haw! It is episode 112 of Under Country Music. This is your show host with the most, Neil Smith, coming to you from high atop my internet broadcasting slash podcasting. I like doing the slash there because I'm really big into horror flicks. Overlooking a dead tree in my backyard from Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Episode 112, like a Keebler elf. All right, I know that didn't rhyme, but you know what? We got an extra special guest here today. This guy has played with some legends, some legends in the business, spanning a, a career of 40 years, and, uh, and you still don't know who the hell he is. But that's why I've got him on the show. Everybody, Richard Lee from the Brimmers. Oh, hey, thanks, Neil. Thank you for having me on. It's great to uh, great to talk with you and uh, that you have a show and a passion, you know, built for music. That's tremendous. I I make a lot of enemies and a couple of friends. <laughs> <laughs> we have done that also in the, in the music business. I'll tell you, it's not hard to do, is it? It is something. It is. But uh, I tell you, we enjoy it, and uh, uh, we've been going strong since about, as far as November, since about 1964, when we first started, as we were teenagers in a band. Now, let's put this in perspective. I'm 45 years old, and I wasn't even born yet. Uh Uh-huh. I'm not going to ask you your age. I'm not not even going to go there. Oh, I'll be more happy to tell you. Oh, well, thank you. I'm 68. All of us, we're the original members. And we still, we got back together in 2007, and we have five CDs out on the market. And uh, and then uh, we continue to uh, to perform in concert, and we recorded an, uh, an album a year. In fact, we're working on the sixth one right now. Okay, so so that, well, no, actually, that means you record an album about every ten years. Oh, uh, during that one time period, we were not playing together. Correct. Oh, from I... about, oh, from about 70 to, to 2007. Oh, yeah. we, we did not, and we got there. And then a couple of record companies got a hold of me and so forth, and uh, and they said, hey, uh, do the, why don't you guys do this and do that? And and so uh, we went back in the studio in 2007, and then we, like I said, started, it was off to the races again, started recording and uh, an album a year, and then also uh, performing. Hey, now, you, got a, you have a recording. Now, now, this show is about country music, and I know you guys put out a, uh-huh. a, a lot of country releases, but that's not... Ex- country actually hasn't been your uh, your greater background, from what I've been able to gather. Uh, sort of digging back into into your past, it's been more uh, along the lines of uh, of sort of mm, how do I put it? maybe Dave Clark Five ish, maybe something like that. Or it was uh, back in the day. Once again, uh, yeah, you, we started out as a surf band, and as all groups did back in the early '60s, and then we evolved into a. Uh, uh, you know, to a rock group that had what they referred to as the mercy sound, or uh, you know, when the British invasion came over uh, with a with a more rock, and then but what what happened to us? And we didn't realize that till years later, doing different interviews with like some radio stations, and then we did some TV programs. People asked us, they said, some of your music has this little country flair to it, uh, influence of a 
Southern Rock and so forth, and we were laughing because we were unaware of it. And what happened is that we, we go back and all of our parents were musicians and played music and we played in bands and in the Central California. And I remember even as us, we were, uh, when we were on the road a lot, we'd come back, say, from L.A. to San Francisco, it'd be about 1965 or 66, and we'd stop off in Bakersfield overnight, and we'd always go out to the uh, uh, to the blackboard out there, in, uh, outside of Bakersfield, a little community. My, and my dog's in Bakersfield. Was that right? All right. Well, we got to know these guys over the house, man. Nobody knew them that well. Buck Owens, Merle Haggard. Fuzzy Owens, Bonnie Owens, uh, some of these people, and we'd get up and sit in with them, and they really got a kick out of it. And we got like these guys because they brought a different style of country. A lot of the sound out of Nashville, Memphis, they, they used orchestration, and these guys used Telecasters and Stratocaster guitars, and that's what it was called that Bakersfield sound. They they really uh, they really jacked it up a little bit, and it was kind of it was kind of neat. Uh, uh, you know, these are. Uh, of course, both these guys are legends now, and uh, but, but it was fun getting to know them back in the day. Yeah, I was fortunate enough. I got to see Buck Owens perform live a couple of years before he died. I lived in Los Angeles. I lived there for oh, about a, I lived there for about a decade, and I was going. You know what? Buck Owens plays several nights a week, just ninety minutes drive north of here, and for like peanuts, right. for like ten or twelve bucks. And I said, we got to go do that. So my wife and I, we got in the car and we uh, we humped over the grapevine and, and went up there and we saw saw Buck perform. And it was uh, it was really something. It was uh, really cool. And I'm glad we did that because like the very next year he died. Okay, now now your resurgence back into, into the revival of your career kind of happened by uh, accident, m- more accident. You were uh, poking around on the internet, just doing a little search for things having to do with your old band and you by complete happenstance happened to figure out that a song that you recorded a very long time ago sort of uh sort of had caught on in international radio stations and was actually the recording of it actually became somewhat of a collector's item uh, you want to tell me a little bit about that Oh yeah, it was it was really funny. It was uh, about uh, it was early uh, in uh, twenty oh seven, and I was poking around and I was just curious. I, and I just happened to, it was one of these forums dealing with garage bands. And if you anyone ever heard of a group called the Bremers, and these people, someone says, "Oh yeah, they had that song called The Sacrifice." I think they were a uh, black group out of Oakland, and it's, <laughs> then other people was talking about it, and and, they, and then that guy said, "Yeah, they all they, they passed away about uh, six or seven years ago." And they kept going on, and I said, no. I said, I'm the founder of the group. And uh, and I said, uh, we're all white guys. And I said, we're, we're out of a, uh, in the Central California Valley uh, by Fresno. And I said, in fact, we're still back. We're still, we, just, we just got back together. And then, they, and then some other people came in, and by in the morning, I probably had 300 emails. And they were from Japan, and they were from uh, Europe, and uh, they were from Australia. And all over the U.S. and Canada, and they were kept asking. Then another person came in to say, hey, "I'm uh, associated with this record company label." And I said, uh, "Would you mind if I called you?" And I said, "Oh no, go ahead." And he called me. And he said, "Holy crap!" He said, "We have been looking for you guys." And and I said, "Really?" And I said, "Well, we haven't gone anywhere." And he started laughing and so forth. And he says, "This hit literally." This, <laughs> this, yeah. 
I said, this track, they said, it'd become a hit. And, uh, and it was asking us about it and, and how we recorded it and where we're at and all the rest of our recordings. And I said, well, I have probably 350 to 400 photographs and I have all of our master tapes and I have all that, you know, and here. And I, and so then a label out of Chicago put out an album in 2007 with about 26 or 27 of our tracks we recorded. It. And, uh, in fact, one of them was a country song. Was uh, we did a cover of "Act Naturally," of it, uh, a Buck Owens song that he wrote. So we went off from there, and then uh, all of a sudden we started getting more, and then uh, we started getting involved with uh, movies. Then a number of our songs have been placed. In about the last three years, we've had uh, songs placed for different movies, and then uh, there's going to be one coming out this year that's going to be placed in probably Bronx World, and at the end of the year, the one's going to be coming, another one's going to be coming out. Then we had two songs placed in a film called Jobs, about Steve Jobs of Apple's, Apple Computers, and it was sacrificed in one called House of the Rising Sun. And uh, it's just sort of taken off. Well, you know what? I'm going to actually play a song from the Brimmers right now, and sure. it, it's a it, it's a country. Uh, it's actually quite a serious number, and I think it it delves into a very very important message for our time. And I'm going to play it right now, and then we're going to kind of kind of talk about it and really delve into the deeper meaning of it. Does that sound like like something good, Ron? Sure. All right. This song is called Duct Tape. You are listening to Undercountry Music, episode 112, with your show host, Neil Smith, and... And Richard Lee of the Brimmers. Glad to have you here, listening to the show. <laughs> well, I learned so much about the years about simple home repair. I was taught the secret that few of us can share. Just one little simple item, no restrictions or beware. TV knobs and chandelier <laughs> Let me do it all I fix old dishpans, trash cans, leather balls Fix the kitchen sink I fix broken noses, cooler pads And toasters on the blink I feel just like a superstar Each and every day I get it done just like brand new Just me and my duct tape I fix those shower towels and paper dolls And backyard waterfalls I fix toilet pumps and oil sums And flattened basketballs I fix broken frogs and I was raised on duct tape. 
I do that every time I use duct tape, and my wife can prove it. <laughs> well, I tell you, it was a, we recorded that song uh, four years ago, and it's a, it's off of an album called Where Are They Now? And uh, our keyboard player wrote it. Now, you've played with some legends, and I'm not just talking about walking into a bar and before someone got famous. You actually played with some legends while they were famous, not only on the bills with uh, some legends, but one legend in particular, you guys stood in as his backing band one night, and uh, and I want you to sort of tell us all about that. Uh, well, uh, we were a lot of groups. We were, our, our manager, uh, uh, he was a program director for a radio station in Central California, a little 50,000-watt number. And so a lot of times we'd be on the road, and we would be backing up guys who were just over, like Chuck, uh, probably, you know, Chuck Berry, uh, in other words, the Icy Brothers, in other words, like Cannibal and the Hunter. Oh, oh okay, That's so you were kind of like, uh, you yeah. were kind of like the, the stock house band, and the artists would come out, and you'd back them. And, and we would travel around with them, and we'd do our show. But instead of them having a show, since it was all our manager, so we'd get paid extra if we would back them up. I see. Now, In addition. Now, so, I went to see Chuck Berry a few years back. Uh, at this point, I guess it's probably eight years ago or something like that on this Legends of, of Rock tour with Jerry Lee Lewis and Little Richard. And... Uh, right. and and I had always heard that Chuck just goes town to town and just fronts pickup bands who a lot of times, ne- well, never ever have had any rehearsal with him. And he just walks out on stage, starts whatever song, doesn't even tell the band what he's going to play, just starts playing in whatever key he happens to pull out of his butt. And then it's a, the band has to be good enough to follow him on the fly. Now I know you. Uh, oh, exactly. you, ha- you Now you tell. Was that your experience with Chuck? Oh, it was. One, he was a very uh, gr- uh, gracious guy. I because we we played many cities with him, and uh, he really got a kick out of us. And, and uh, the, the, our first encounter, you know, uh, uh, Barry came on, and I was in the wondering where he was at, and he came on us about oh. Uh, probably 10 minutes and I walked up to him and of course that's the first time I met the guy and I said Chuck man this guy was our idol all of us in the rock and roll you know field and I said uh, so what song was going to do and he said what do you mean boy we're going to do Chuck Berry's and at that point he jumped out on the stage and he hit Johnny Be Good and we started laughing you reiterated that he said you had the look at your face he said it was really funny but that was the common thing during that time period Nobody ever rehearsed, and a lot of younger, a lot of young musicians nowadays don't realize that. But they're going a week ahead of time and rehearse all every day. These guys would just show up. They said, "Know the music," <laughs> and that was it. Yeah, I, I actually ran a band that way as as well. But yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, uh, you did. Okay. When when I uh, but but they had the recordings ahead of time, and they were expected to walk in the door and be able to handle it. And if they couldn't, they didn't keep their job. And uh, then we did a lot of concerts with, like, the Animals, the Dave Clark Five, Herman's Hermits, and, uh, and, and you know, guys like that that we traveled around with. So it was it was a great ride in the 60s. And, it, and it's difficult to describe to someone unless they, unless they experienced it back then because it was an explosion of music. And I mean, really good music. And some of these groups, people, you know, of course, they never heard of. Okay, well, now at this time... 
uh, we're going to check in with uh, the platforms that carry us as a talk show only format. And uh, the reason we mm-hmm. do that is we've got a couple of platforms out there where we, they don't allow us to put music on there. So this next section of the show is what we give to them. This goes into the, the larger show, but it gets cut out of the larger show and specifically placed on like Spreaker and then also on YouTube. Uh, because it doesn't have any music, it won't draw any copyright flags because they don't care if I have permission uh-huh. or not. They still flag me for copyright, regardless of right. if you say it's okay for me to play it. But... Anyway, Richard, we're going to get into the section of our show right now called Beyond Country Music News, 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 News. Okay, well, that sounds great. All right. Now, um, have you you had a listen to this show before, Richard? I have. I, I, I listened to it just prior. Uh, you know, I think I emailed you first. We were, t- we were chatting back and forth via email a couple weeks ago. Okay, so so you know what you're in for here. I hope I don't know, maybe something different, but I'm for it. <laughs> All I'm right. Game. Well, the Undercountry Music News is a segment of this show where every single week I go on to Google and I look for the search term country music news and whatever websites uh-huh. come up for that search term on the front page of Google, I dive into those websites. And I, uh, you know, I peek and I prod and I pry and I, I kind of poke them with sticks until, you know, because a lot of times I go onto these websites that are supposed to have country music news. And the dirty secret is that a lot of times they don't. By and large, they don't. They have, they have press releases from, from artists and their management right. companies and no real news. So... So my job here is that I report on those who report the country music news, and I try to find the one or two actual news stories on each of those websites, and I compile them all into this beautiful portion of the show, otherwise known as the Undercountry Music News. Okay. Yes. And, um, all right. Yeah, and uh, and this the Undercountry Music News is just an excerpt of the larger program Undercountry Music. And for those of you just joining us on our talk show format, I am hanging out here with Richard Lee of the classic band The Brimmers, who started way back in the '60s and then sort of reformed by accident when they found out that there was a resurgence in their music and they decided to hop on it and take advantage of it and and here we are you know 45 uh, years later and uh, and these guys are just uh, out there tearing it up again we're having a lot of fun we're really enjoying it and uh, enjoying the crowds and it's in it and what amazes me uh, I know on our website are the uh, I always like to ask the age of people who will call or, or will email us and ask about it. And, uh, and these are people who are like in their 20s and 30s and 40s, and uh, they're, they're aficionados on this type of music. And it really amazes me. And it's, it's glad to hear that. Yeah, well, that's great. Well, you know, um, there is one other part to the undercountry music news, which can sometimes uh, be a little dangerous for a person uh, reviving their, their uh, longstanding careers here. And that is, when I come across a website that's supposed to report country music news, but has no country music news, that website gets rewarded with the Under Country Music News Wet Belch of the Week. 
<laughs> that sounds great. I, now, now, ha, have you ever? Now, you've had a pretty long career in music here. You know, we're talking about fifty years or so, right? If I've calculated correctly. Correct. Mm-hmm. Have you Correct. ever have you ever been on a show where the host was belching? Nope, never have. All right, well, never have. today, to, and you thought you'd seen it all through the '60s and uh-huh. '70s, and uh, you know, today just might break some grand new. You know, there are weeks where I don't belch because, fortunately, everyone will have <laughs> some news, uh, but that, it's a rarity. I belch almost every episode. There was even an episode where I belched twice. <laughs> That's great. All right, are you ready to get into it here? Yeah, I, I am. I am. Go ahead. Okay, we're going to start over at GAC, Great American Country. And now, um, GAC comes in at the top of the search results this week, and that is a rarity because almost every single week, CMT is the top Google search result for country music news. That stated, Uh that stated, they have got... (laughs) There it goes. Okay, I I heard that one. They got the undercountry music news wet belch of the week because apparently they got to the top by doing nothing. But wouldn't we all like to get to the top by doing nothing? I know. Well, evidently they have a lot of views or something. Yeah, so I, they're applauding they meaning press releases that they're doing then? It, it's it's just all BS press releases. I, I you know what I, oh, I looked okay. through it, there was no actual news on there. Now fortunately everybody else that I checked in with did have some form of news in there. And so uh, so we got the belch behind us here and, and you did survive it and that was that's a new experience for you, Richard. <laughs> All right, over at CMT, which comes in at number two this week. The the big story here, actually got a couple couple stories here. Uh, okay, actually, I think it's only one story, but it's a long one. Uh, <laughs> it had two paragraphs. All right, CMT, they are launching a new uh, a new portion of their offerings called News and Docs. That's D-O-C-S, I guess means documentaries uh, to division. Uh-huh. And it has a slate of brand new projects that are currently in development uh, from critically acclaimed and award-winning producers, including Ridley Scott and Morgan Spurlock, amongst others. Apparently they're doing a documentary on the Bremers. No, they're not. They're not. No. But uh, I love it. At the networks, uh, the network did a presentation on April second, and they revealed several projects that include uh, one called Promise Land, and that's being produced by Ridley Scott. I'm not really sure what that's all about. I didn't really delve in that deep. Uh, one called They Called Us Outlaws. I'm assuming that's about the outlaw country movement, and that's by uh, Eric Gettleman. Gettleman. I don't know. And also Academy Award winner Mark Johnson. Uh, There's a documentary called Freedom, and that's being directed by Morgan Spurlock. And Urban Legend, When a Nation Went Country by John Dorsey and Andrew Steffen. 
And they're also uh, premiering a uh, Johnny Cash documentary called American Rebel. And if those are of interest to you, you can read more about them over at CMT.com and see all this uh, new stuff they're coming out with. Well, I think that's great. Our age of technology, one, that people have access to this. You know, especially especially maybe people are not familiar with, you know, they've heard his name, but it's some of his music. It's like Johnny Cash. It's amazing. It's all right here at our fingertips now. It is. And, and that's, what, that's what I think is tremendous about it. It, it really is. You guys ought to film a documentary. I think you guys have an well, amazing we, story. Well, it's very nice of you to say so. And believe uh, uh, it or not, a person has approached us. Uh, this is probably about eight months ago about that. And, uh, and we said, you know, we're game for anything, folks. And, uh, about that, because some of the people that we happen to be, uh, you know, be associated with back in the day, and some of the places we were at, and and so forth. You know, and back then, it was just a lot of fun, and uh, I, um, I I can't say enough about it. All right. Well, we're going to move on now to CountryWeekly.com. Now, have you, are okay. You, are you familiar with the CMT uh, Crossroads show? I've heard of it. I have not seen it. Now, that's normally where they take a, a pop act, a pop and or rock act, and they pair them with a country act, and then they play each other's songs. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Now, uh... I oh, have, yes. Now, 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 now I'm aware of that. Yeah, okay, yeah. Well, coming up on, uh, on CMT, and this is Country Weekly that's reporting it. Now, this is the odd thing. Country Weekly's reporting this about CMT, and CMT didn't even report it about themselves. So, go figure. But, I digress. Uh, Upcoming on on (laughs) CMT Crossroads, Casey Musgraves and Katy Perry are going to be performing together, be performing each other's songs in unholy unholy matrimony there. And you'll be able to... uh, Yeah. That should be interesting. And if you want to know more about that, don't go to CMT. Go to Country Weekly to find out what's going on over at CMT. I've got a tough job here. I know it. I was a I was not a big fan of Katy Perry, and but what we tend to forget sometimes is that these people are multi-dimensional. Maybe they made it in one genre of music, and that's what you know them for. But they could probably sing any style. And uh, I'm not sure if some of your fans happened to tune in and saw the Grammys uh, salute to, uh, 50th anniversary salute to the Beatles. But Katy Perry did a song on there uh, yesterday, the McCartney and Leonard, and she uh, she hit it out of the ballpark. It was a, it was a tremendous uh, version she did. Yeah, she's she's an amazing she, performer. I you know, but, uh, yeah. you know she actually started out as a Christian artist. Oh no, I didn't realize that. Is that right? And and now she puts out. A lot of really filthy music, and it's like, uh, okay. <laughs> I know it. I, oh, she does. It, it really is great, and I uh, and I enjoy it. And uh, and what I enjoy especially is some in the country feel right now. They're in their in their uh, their their pop. They are pop country artists. Richard, you know? Richard, I just said Katy Perry puts out a lot of filthy music now, and you go, oh yeah, that's great. I love it. Oh, I heard that. I know it. <laughs> 
Oh, okay, okay. I just, I just, wanted I, to, I wanted to make sure you heard it because you know, I mean, like you know, like last Friday night, you know, we had a menage a trois, you know, it's things like that. But all, it's, you know, I'm a DJ as my living. I play a lot of schools and things like that where they ask for Katy Perry, and a lot of times I have to sit here and edit these songs to be clean, and and it takes a while to get all the stuff that I can't play in front of kids and schools out of there. <laughs> I understand fully. Anyway, speaking of tastelessness, uh, we got a website we're heading over to now called Taste of Country. Are you familiar with Taste of Country? I am not. No, I'm not. You're about to be. Because they are number... Okay. What are they, number four on the Google search results? I, I believe they are. Okay. Now, I usually take a pass on the type of story I'm about to report. And the reason is not because they're not wonderful things, but it's because... Everybody has a cause. Everybody has a charity, and everybody's got a freaking bleeding heart about something. And it's cool. It's a it's a wonderful thing I do as well. But um, you know, and it seems like every time I pull up a country music news site, there's you know there's a story about a celebrity going to visit uh, kids in the hospital, like kids with cancers and things like that. And and that's wonderful. I'm not knocking it, but I I don't I don't really think of it as news because it you know it's you know they got their cameras there and everything like that I, I hate to think this way but I think sometimes these guys go in there for you know for their for their publicity shots and I, I mean that's, it's, 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 I, I know what you mean some of them are photo ops and uh, and a lot of the people you never hear about just by accident maybe years later the people who are in there who really have a, an interest concern and so forth you know, for a particular uh, uh, charity or, or, you know, or whatever. Yeah, well, I guess it's kind of a double-edged sword there because while you want to go in there earnestly and, you know, under the radar, you, I guess using your celebrity to draw attention and maybe help fundraise is another reason to have the cameras there. So, you know, it's it, it's a tough call to make on that one. So, but But this week... Our story, uh, I did pass by this story on one of our previous websites, uh, but then I saw the headline over at Taste of Country, which actually uh, revealed a little bit more right in the headline, and that's what made me stop and bring it here uh, onto the Undercountry Music News and give a round of applause for Taylor Swift, who doesn't make a whole lot of country music anymore. She makes mainly pop, but, but uh, you know... They still call her country, but she did pay a visit to the Rhode Island Children's Hospital and spent time with uh, with kids with cancer. And um, there is no way that this was just a photo op because, and this is what grabbed me, she spent five hours with the kids. Oh, no kidding. Oh, yeah. Yeah, now, now if your heart's not no. in it, you know, you pop in, you do an hour, you right. know, play a couple songs, wave your hand, let the cameras click, and then you blow out. But uh, obviously, this was something her heart was truly in to, to spend that amount of time on that day with those kids. And I just wanted to oh, yeah. give Taylor, whose music I hate, some props here on Undercountry Music for being awesome. I'm not a real fan of Taylor Swift either. But the one thing she has about her, well, number one is that she's a megastar, but, the, but you get, get that combination of a songwriter plus an entertainer together. And she's, and she's written some, uh, some songs that appeal to a lot of folks. 
I gotta tell her, her, her the songs are, are actually very good. I I mean, she can she can write a tune that gets stuck in your head like uh, and you'll just never get it out of there. And Oh they had some great hooks. And they're about things that teenage girls love to listen to. Uh, and boys, I should just pick on girls. About love, relationships, someone leading somebody, some you know, somebody being with somebody else. And they're, uh, they're they're great little things, and they're great melodies. That I think of silver song. Yeah, I got to tell you, I you know I you got to hand it to her. So I mean, I you know she's a she's a talented girl. Anyway, we're gonna head on over to theboot.com at this time. Uh, Brantley Gilbert opens up about his split last year with Jana Kramer. I'm I'm not gonna really dive into that kind of gossipy stuff here, but I but it was the uh, only thing that was halfway news on there. And if you kind of care for that gossipy kind of thing and want to and want to read more about that, uh, you can go over to theboot.com and you can explore that further for yourself. Um, now, I I well, also, think about, about oh, the oh, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Think about the gossipy stuff. No matter how long you discuss it with how many people, you you end up where you begin with gossip. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> That's about right. it. You're, it's not like you're going to solve anything for them. I know it. Right. Well, they've got also over there at theboot.com, uh, they have Tracy Lawrence's new video for the song Lie. And uh, I had a look at the video. It, it's a typical heartbreak song that sounds like all the other typical heartbreak songs. And his love interest in the video is about half his age, which kind of made it all sort of creepy <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, and there's also a bunch of nakedness in the video but it, it's his girl which is about half his age getting with the guy that's also her age and uh you know and he finds her ring over at this other guy's place and on a scale of one to ten <laughs> on a scale of one to ten i'm giving tracy lawrence's lie a cat turd <laughs> I tell you, I know. I I did not see it, so so I can't make a comment on it. Well, I, the, the girl's pretty hot looking. I mean, and she's naked in the video, so he knows how to market. I, I, I did. That's true. I did see an older guy with a younger gal that I thought was his daughter. So that that might have been it. I'm not sure. Well. I, maybe it was his daughter in the video, for all I know. Anyway, we're going to move along now. We've got two more places to check into, and uh, the first one of those two is NashvilleGab.com, one of my one of my favorite sources. And uh, this week over at NashvilleGab.com, there has been criminal activity. Criminal? What happened? Willie Nelson's stuffed armadillo mascot has been stolen for the second time in less than a year. And there is a video of the crime being carried out via a backstage security camera where they caught the lady on camera stealing it off of a soundboard. Oh, jeez. you can go there and you, to NashvilleGab.com and you can see the surveillance video of Willie Nelson's stuffed armadillo 
getting stolen. Well, I'm going to have to try it. Have you ever had an armadillo but stolen? I never have. I've, I've never even had one to be stolen. But, I, but you know, hopefully, I, I think by the way they look, by having it, you hope someone will steal it. I'm not quite sure. Well, apparently this was just a stuffed toy armadillo. It wasn't like a real taxidermied armadillo. Well, I'm a... You mentioned William. I have a good friend in uh, uh, Southern California that, uh, in fact, uh, he has a TV show we'll be doing down there in June. Anyway, he's he's done a number of albums with Willie Nelson. And if you notice, we all have this kind of country background. Even though we play, uh, we're not a full country artist or anything. And, and Nelson's come to his house many times when he's had his tour bus and parked it out there. And, uh, he, and he talks about how gracious that Nelson is. And about, uh, he's just really really enjoys being around him and he's done a number of shows with him and, and uh, his name is Mel Plankhauser and uh, uh, it's I've really enjoyed hearing some of his stories that he's uh, that he shared with me about uh, about Willie Nelson yeah Willie Nelson uh, seems like a sweet guy I've never had the pleasure of meeting him or even seeing him live I have not I, I know all you have to do is uh, when you smell a bus coming down the road that that uh, smells like french fries and uh, and weed you know Willie's in town. Yes, you got it. <laughs> and about a, about a year ago, he did a special. It was out of, uh, I believe it was a Carnegie Hall. And it was quite a collection. I thought, I had to watch this because I thought, how could this group of people get together? And it was Bedford Marcellus of the Marcellus Brothers out of New Orleans. You know, jazz artist. Willie Nelson there and Nora Jones. And they did this all-country stuff. And I, I can mean, see that because Willie used oh, to write a bunch of like uh, jazzy swing country yes. back in the early day, like things like Patsy Cline and things like that. I mean right. that that when I think of it in that context, it uh, you know, and and he's done a but, lot of a lot of jazz releases as well. You know, right. Anyway, we got to move. Yeah, we got to move to country standard time now. And uh-huh. they are reporting that Johnny Cash's new album, Out Among the Stars, has debuted at number three in the overall top 200 chart on Billboard. Not bad for a dead guy, huh? Oh, jeez, it is. That, that's tremendous, man. That's, that's good for his relatives reflecting the royalties, I guess. Yeah, well... I shouldn't sound like that, but no, it is. He's a... This guy... Great contributed, great artist, and, and uh, well, he broke new grounds with the sound that he had. Absolutely. You know, I had to listen to one of the duets uh, with June Carter Cash today. Now, I, I heard a couple songs last week, and I talked about them on the show. And the the subject matter of the songs was great, and I, I struggled with a lot of the polished production in it. Uh, it. It just seemed a little too clean for Johnny Cash, you know, and... That, you know, I like my Johnny Cash gritty, and, and this one had a real clean production as well, but it was just a really, really great song. This, uh, this, this song that is on here, a duet with June Carter Cash called Baby Ride Easy, it is every bit as good as any classic Cash and Carter, uh, June Carter song that I've ever heard. Oh. Well, that's good. well, I have to check that out then and listen to it because that, that, uh, that's great. Like I said, he's just a, he's just a great, great artist. And uh, uh, 
I'm, I'm, I'm glad uh, that he got the accolades way before he passed away. You know, with a lot of people about about how uh, what an influence he had. Yeah, he, he did really good. Well, doing something edgy like putting out a Nine Inch Nails song, I thought was was really cool. And that, that oh, jeez, and he, he's a, he's a great artist. When we were traveling around the country, common practice in the day in the '60s for rock acts, they would book you into a nightclub. That's where you become like nightclub entertainers. All the new songs you'd write to record, you would play them in there for the audiences and see how they reacted to them. Then you go in the studio. It was great. Then on the weekends you do concerts. But I, I can't think of one place we ever were, was at that someone didn't request a song by Johnny Cash. Oh yeah, they well, that, always did. That's that's even today. So, uh, but yeah, you know the band on this song, uh, on this song by Johnny and June that I just talked about, the band just smokes. It's just an unbelievable band, and Johnny and June both sound absolutely amazing. It was recorded in the early '80s, and they were just at performance-wise oh, and. Peak wise, there they were just on the top of their game. But anyway, this has been your right, Richard Lee of the Brimmers. Um, it, before we let our people in talk show land go, I want to make sure they know how to get in touch with you. And we're going to get into some more music here in just a second. But well, before we send away the talk show listeners. Uh, tell them, uh, you know, where they can find your music and how they can get in touch with you to uh, to dig into the Brimmers even more. Well, uh, like I said, first of all, it's all on all your digital outlets, uh, you know, from Napster to Amazon, to Amazon CD Baby, iTunes, uh, Spotify, Pandora, you name it, and it's all over it. Uh, then also, uh, if you want to take a look at some of the pictures of the band, uh, members of the band, and kind of a, a history of the band, you can visit our website at www.thebrimmers.com. And Brimmers is spelled B-R-Y-M-E-R-S. And, and uh, a little thing new for you, for people that uh, we have a guest book there, if you say, hey, we listen to, to, uh, to, to Neil's show, and the first five people that I get a message from, I'll send you a copy of our latest CD. Wow. And that that is something that you cannot pass up right there. I got to tell you, because they, they've got some awesome stuff. And you'll be able to actually hear their stuff if you go over to their website. Or, uh, you know, you can just, uh, if you're listening on a talk show only format, go over to undercountrymusic.com and you can listen to the full hour-long episode of what you're hearing right now. Anyway, we're going to say goodbye to our people in Talk Show Land and get over to more music. Uh, bye, Talk Show Land people. And, uh, and now we're going to get into, because you and I have been talking for a while and flapping our gums, we're going to get into a, a little portion of the show that I like to call the One-Two Song Punch. Uh-huh. Now, the one-two song punch is where I play two songs in real quick succession so that uh, we get kind of back to being a music show here. And then we're going we're gonna to come and we're going to give our thoughts on what we just heard here. So first song, okay. uh, courtesy of CDX Distribution and Blaster Records, this one's Allison Velt, and she's got a song called The Bright Side. You are listening to Undercountry Music, episode 112, with Neil Smith and... Richard Lee of the Brothers. Tell me, tell me what 
Allison Veltz with The Bright Side, and we're going to talk about that song in just a second, but first we're going to get into another tune, courtesy of MusicAlley.com, where I actually discovered the Brimmers, and this is the Williams Brothers and their song, Johnny the Squirrel. You, you ready for Johnny the Squirrel, Richard? I'm, re- I'm, I'm ready. Okay. Here you go. It's the Undercountry Music 1-2 Song Punch. <laughs> Preparation and pain. Try to pick it up, baby, on that day. 
right, that was the Undercountry Music 1-2 Song Punch. The first song we heard there was Allison Phelps with The Bright Side. And then we heard the Williams Brothers' Johnny the Squirrel. Uh, all right, uh, Richard, you're you're my guest here. Richard Lee of the Bremers. Uh, you had a good listen to both of those? You know, I did. And uh, I'll tell you, Allison Phelps, uh, she's an impressive young lady. I really enjoyed her uh, voice, especially the bright side. In fact, I heard one of her other songs that she did uh, that that really uh, that I really enjoyed, and it was called "Hell on Wheels," which she did with a couple other gals. And uh, she's she has that kind of that gritty. She's got this southern rock, almost that blues influence in her voice. Maybe it's this me. She's almost like that Elena Miles style. And uh, but I was really impressed by her. Yeah, black though. Now, the contrast between these two songs is that Allison had the really nice, big, big production, uh, you know, the top-notch, you know, you can tell top studio. And then we come to the Williams Brothers, and in my opinion, they they had a, a I think they had a more interesting song with Johnny the Squirrel. I mean, how many songs do you come across called Johnny the Squirrel? And it immediately drew me in. Uh, but the production was, uh, the production, you know, the... I had a little trouble understanding what he was singing about because I had trouble hearing the vocals, but I still just enjoyed the heck out of the song. But you did have to work for it to figure out what he was singing about. I agree with you, too. The Johnny the Squirrel. Hey, if you, have a, if you have a song called that, you can't pass it up. I know. That's why I, I couldn't pass it up. Anyway, uh, so, Richard, I want to know what is coming up next for the Brimmers. Uh, I mean, what's on the horizon? Where do you go from here? I mean, you guys have been at it for 50 years now, and you, you've just come out. You've got a, a new album out, and, uh, I mean, where where are you going from here? Well, we are working on our, uh, like I said, uh, the sixth album. We have about five tracks. In fact, we'll, I'll be leaving in about another three days down. We're going to the studio. It's a special studio that we use because it gets, we can get this uh, 60s-type sound out of it. And then we're going to be doing a TV show down in the... Uh, uh, in the Central California or Southern California, and then uh, we also are still getting uh, it amazing. I said uh, some of these songs are getting them placed in movies and also in commercials and uh, and a couple of TV shows. So we're still at it. Uh, oh, the other one I forgot to mention was Once Upon a Time. ABC's Once Upon a Time Sunday Night. They uh, we had a couple of songs placed in that series, and uh, it's. It's still a lot of fun, and uh, we've, we've, you know, we just all decided we've known each other since we were like 16, and we're, just, and we're that good of friends, and it's like icing on the cake as the music, and our friendship is foremost. Well, that, that's amazing. So, now, I'm going to hit what we call the laundry list real quick, and then we're going to send the show out with uh, with a song of your choosing by the Brimmers, because I, I did pick the first one on the show, cause, uh, just because, I mean, how could I not play a song called Duct Tape? You know, but but I'm gonna do a, I'm gonna go uh, through uh, through what I call the laundry list here, and then we're gonna we're gonna send the show out with one of your tunes of your choosing. And uh, okay, here's here's what I'm gonna do. First, I'm gonna tell everyone how to get on the show. Now, the way the Brimmers got on the show, Richard here, is they uploaded their music to MusicAlley.com, and when you upload your music to MusicAlley.com. Not only can my show grab it and play it because I don't have to hunt you down for your permission, but a lot of other shows can get it because you give the permission when you upload it. You say, hey, these shows are welcome to use my stuff. Now, they do have to report it back through the system that they've played it. 
so that you have that tracking and you know who's playing it and and where and whatnot. And if your show's not getting on the type of shows that you want, then you you, you can always take your stuff down. And then another great way is email me. Drop me a line at undercountry at neil-smith.com. And I make it confusing on purpose because I only want you emailing me if you really want to email me. <laughs> so it's, it's undercountry at neil, N-E-I-L hyphen S-M-I-T-H dot com. Please send me a link to your music, not the actual files, because I don't want you to melt down my inbox. Uh, another great way, if you got a couple bucks to spend and you really want to get everything distributed out there to the top radio stations... A good resource that people go to for country music is CDX. And, uh, you know, just go to CDX and, uh, you know, look into that because they really will get your music out there. Another great resource is cyberpr.biz. I get a lot of music for the show from there. And that's uh, that's wonderful that, you know, that you, you pay for that PR, but they run around and knock on doors for you. All right. Now, here's how to get the show. The way I appreciate the most, iTunes. Subscribe on iTunes. It'll come every week automatically. It won't cost you a dime. Uh, go to undercountrymusic.com. Get it there. Uh, Stitcher Smart Radio, if you've got that installed anywhere. Uh, Music Road Radio is a wonderful one, and you can find them at musicroadentertainment.com. Uh, the Indie Authority theindieauthority.com this show goes out every Wednesday on that internet radio station I'm going to tell you why this is of interest to you here in a second at 3pm Eastern, 2pm Central and noon Pacific and the reason this should be interesting to you is because while the show plays over there during that time for that hour I'm hanging out in the chat room and we can interact and if I've if I've said horrible things to you over email or whatever, then you can call me out publicly and tell me what a butthead I am. I, I actually, uh, you know, actually had one of those exchanges earlier today. But anyway, um, <laughs> if you love the Undercountry Music News, check it out at undercountrymusicnews.com, which will take you to my my uh, Spreaker page. And I'm trying to get 100 followers over there because if I get 100 followers, I can get the Undercountry Music News most likely onto iHeartRadio. That's kind of your stepping stone right there. So if you could get over there and give me a follow, I'd appreciate that. And you can also find the news on YouTube. Okay, that is my laundry list. All right, do I have anyone left there? Did I put everyone to sleep? Hello, Richard? You have some listed that I have not heard of. <laughs> so I'm going to be checking them out. Well, that's both a good thing and a bad thing. All right, we're going to send the show out here with a song from the Brimmers. What do you got for us, Richard? Well, uh, one of the songs I sent to you uh, a couple days ago, uh, it's, it is called uh, For the Love of Rock and Roll. And it, it's a song that uh, our guitar player and our uh, bass player wrote. And we recorded this about two years ago. And, and it's one of my favorite songs of ours. Uh, in, uh, you know, we've done it in the last uh, two or three years. And it's, it sort of has a little country flair to it. And it has a, an English sort of sound or influence to it also. And... Uh, once again, it's called for the, for the Love of Rock and Roll. I like it. I like it a lot. All right. Well, here we go. Uh, Richard, I really want to thank you very much for uh, for taking an hour out of your day here and hanging out with me here on Under Country Music. It, it's been an absolute pleasure. Did you have fun? Hey, it was a blast. And, and you know, thank you again. And I can't thank you and other folks like you 
especially with this addiction of uh, podcasting, getting on the net with this, as far as your passion for the music and having it uh, you know, available for other folks. It, it, it's great. Well, hope- and, and don't forget that... Well, hopefully this is going to bring some extra. Hopefully this is going to bring some extra ears over to the Brimmers and uh, get you some ears that yet that you haven't had before. Yeah. And uh, don't forget that that first five uh, uh, people who uh, you know access our website, sign into the guest book, and said, "Hey, I heard Neil's show uh, dealing with the Brimmers," and I'll uh, if you leave your address, and if you're here in the United States, I will send you the latest copy of our CD for free. You cannot and, and, be and, uh, fact, uh, free. You yeah, I'll have a uh, and I'll have a uh, eleven by seventeen autograph poster of all the members of the band. Really, eleven by seventeen? That's like big. That's like yeah. uh, that's like two yeah. eight and a half by eleven stuck together. It's a, it's a, it's a some of these are pretty nice posters. Anyway, and uh, but you're welcome to have it. I just uh, for for folks, regardless of what their age is, just for their love of the music. I think it's tremendous. Well, great. Well, we're going to send the show out, episode 112, Under Country Music, with the Brimmers for the love of rock and roll. And you know how we close out the show, Richard? Stay under, stay country.
listening to Undercountry Music with Neil Smith. Hosting for this program has been provided by Podomatic.com. Please visit Undercountry.com to listen, subscribe, and share. Thanks for listening.